Well, every day it seems like the mainstream media has predicted Donald Trump's demise. Everything seems to fall apart. You had that ridiculous article in The Atlantic that accused Trump of making fun of those who've been killed in battle or maimed and calling them losers. And now we have unnamed sources, as always is the case, and yet we have people that were supposedly present at the time these statements were made by the president who flatly deny it. And some of these people, like John Bolton, are not exactly fans of the president. So John Bolton certainly has no reason to protect Donald Trump. If anything, if it was true, one would think that John Bolton would be salivating at it. Hello, everyone. This is Jamie Dory, and welcome to another National Preview Online podcast. Please subscribe uh, via the iTunes App Store to NP Online, our podcast handle. You can also follow our website at National Preview Online and our Facebook page, National Preview Online uh, at Facebook.com or basically Facebook.com forward slash National Preview Online. And you can always email us at National Preview Online at gmail.com. Well, that story went by the wayside. Then we have other stories that are always going to be the end of Trump, and they just fade away. Now the Woodward book was going to be this big thing, and that's falling flat on its face. But now, strangely enough, those who had been the media darlings during this whole COVID-19 drama, while the media was, was uh, excoriating Trump and saying he wasn't doing enough to manage the pandemic, uh, they now themselves seem to be the recipients of some negative press. And I'm speaking in this regard about none other than the benighted governor of New York State, Mr. Andrew Cuomo. There's a big article in the Wall Street Journal, you can uh, find a link to it on our Facebook page, uh, called, In Worst Hit COVID State, New York's Cuomo Called All the Shots. Governor overrode mayor on shutdown timing, faced criticism for nursing home moves. It's not your call. That was his famous quote to Mayor de Blasio when he wanted to shut down the city early. Now, Mayor de Blasio is not my favorite person. I think he's an idiot. I think he's a thief. His wife uh, mysteriously lost $850 million in public funding. Nobody knows where it went. The mayor also... Uh, Wait, frittered away $750 million on an educational uh, initiative in the public schools. Nobody knows where that money went. Uh, it went pretty bad. They said they banded it because the program wasn't working. One would think you'd have known it wasn't working after the first $100 million, but what can we say? But he was probably correct in that New York City should have been shut down sooner, and we probably could have been shut down for a brief period of time and been through all this. Now, I've gone over all this with you in the past, explaining how all this shutdown did was protect the healthy. We don't need to protect the healthy. We need to protect the sick. Of the 185,000 people, if you haven't heard it already, that the CDC has said has perished, have perished from COVID-19 in the United States, only 9,000 of them were in otherwise good health. The other 176,000 were all in various states of compromised health. They were either elderly, they were respiratorily compromised, or they had cancer or some other malady, which predisposed them for a bad result if they became 
infected with COVID-19. But this is the case, as I said yesterday and other days, with any flu or uh, virus which attacks the lungs in elderly people, they're always at risk. That's why they're always employed to get uh, a flu shot. I'm not a big fan of flu shots, but I understand uh, why some people would want to get them. But Cuomo, acting like El Supremo, his uh, the nickname that Bob Grant used to give his father, he insisted on running everything. So everything was his way. So now he has to take all the blame. And so it's refreshing to see him getting getting hit with this stuff. Now, there's been a lot of talk about the nursing home scandal. Um, and the nursing home scandal, I think, is absolutely criminal. You know that nursing homes are inhabited by elderly people, and we know already that the elderly are probably the most at risk. If you had to pick a single demographic group or a single pre-existing condition, just being old seemed to be the one. They made up a large percentage of people who died from COVID-19. So that was criminal to do that. And before we get any further, I want to make people aware of a new group that we just started here at National Preview Online. And we encourage everyone to join it. This is our new Facebook group. It's called Recall, Investigate, and Prosecute Governor Andrew Cuomo and Mayor Bill de Blasio. And we have a customized web address. Just simply go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash r dot i dot p dot a play on rest in peace, r.i.p. Cuomo and de Blasio. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash r.i.p. Cuomo and de Blasio. Remember that. That's the group. Right now it's a public group. We're looking to grow it as quickly as we can, uh, and we hope that it will grow very quickly. It just started uh, yesterday, as I said. We already have people starting to join up. I've sent out some invitations to some people that follow our Facebook page, and we are getting responses. I'm sure we'll get a lot more. But I wanted to make, make you aware of it. This group, this is our About feature on the page. This group was created in order to build public support for recall elections to remove both New York Governor Andrew Cuomo and New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio due to their incompetent governance at the state and city level, as well as their numerous instances of corruption. I've already mentioned the mayor and his wife. Governor Cuomo's is the nursing home. We further advocate for a federal investigation into Governor Cuomo's mandating nursing homes in New York State to accept COVID-19 patients, which resulted in the deaths of over 6,000 New Yorkers who were needlessly exposed to COVID-19 as a direct result of gubernatorial action. Please share with all your friends and encourage them to join this group. So please, by all means, join the Recall, Investigate, and Prosecute Governor Andrew Cuomo and Mayor Bill de Blasio Facebook group. Now, this article that's in the Wall Street Journal is quite extensive. They're, they're saying that by the time the governor finally shut down the state or New York on pause, as he called it, at 8 p.m. on March 22nd. 25,000 New Yorkers had tested positive for COVID-19. I can tell you, uh, 
that having spoken to people in the NYPD that I know, they were operating on the, on the assumption early on that almost everyone in New York had been infected because there was no move to shut down the subways or the buses. And when you have people in close confines like that, there's no way that it's not going to be transferred from one person to another, especially since the initial information we had on this virus is that no one had any antibody for it. So therefore, you know, you're in a crowd of 10 people and you're infected and you have a regular common cold where somebody has the antibodies. You come in contact with 10 people, maybe four people don't have immunity and four people walk away and get infected and they in turn infect other people. The other six people out of the 10 don't go on to infect anyone because they can't get it. But in the case of this COVID virus, Oh, excuse me, I forgot to silence my phone. Usually I do that. I'll do it right now. Uh, but in the case of this COVID virus, they're telling us that no one had any antibodies for it. Therefore, in theory, if you came into contact with 10 people, 10 people could now potentially be infected with the virus and then pass it on to that many more people. So it was this sort of geometric progression that I believe allowed the virus to infect a lot of people. I guarantee you, not everyone's been tested, and the reason for that is so many people that get this virus, about 97 98%, are completely asymptomatic. We've had millions of people infected with this virus in this, in this uh, country. I'll guarantee you that. Millions. Probably much more that are infected by the flu. How do we know this? Because in normal years, it's estimated that 54 million Americans are infected with the flu during the annual flu season. And these are viruses for which considerable segments of the population already have an immunity. Here, they're telling us no one had an immunity. So if no one had an immunity, and normally we get 54 million people infected with the flu, you can take that number and at least treble it, probably 150 million, half the country. So to have 150 million people infected with a virus and have 185,000 deaths isn't exactly a pandemic. They want you to believe it's a pandemic on the order of the Black Plague, but it just isn't. And this is all being driven by election year politics. But stupidity uh, can potentiate disaster. And that's what you have here with Cuomo with this nursing home scandal. Now, this article does a very good job of bringing out several facts, but I want to bring out a few more. Now, let me get in here a little bit deeper. It's saying by... The last week in uh, March, the infection really started banging here in New York City and that the hospitals were really, really bursting at the, at the seams. They were overflowing. Uh, we had a lot of people sick. People started to die, and then people started to panic. Well, that's not really true. I mean, it's true that people were dying. It's true that, that things were getting busy. But by the first week in April, the federal government, at the behest of the president, already had a 3,000-plus hospital, 3,000-bed hospital, set up at the Javits Center. They sent one of the two Navy hospital ships to New York Harbor. That Navy hospital ship could also hold over 1,000 people. Now, that's 4,000 beds. Now, I live in Manhattan, 
One of the only things you could do during this crazy time in the way of physical activity to keep sane was bike ride. So I would bike ride with my wife, and we'd go around to the west side to the uh, bike path, and we'd go by the Javits Center, and I'd see these guardsmen walking in and out, and I'd go up to them and thank them for their service and ask them how busy they were, and they would tell us that nobody was there. Now, these, this hospital was not an intake center because it was only set up for COVID. And the reason why it was set up for COVID was to avoid the very situation that Cuomo created when he sent COVID patients in, into nursing homes. And that was they recognized that hospitals, legitimate hospitals, have to be able to handle all manners of medical emergencies. And it wouldn't be fair to have people who are going to a hospital for some other illness to be placed at risk because the hospital also had to treat COVID patients. So the idea was, if a person comes into a hospital, emergency room, they believe they have COVID, they confirm COVID, you send them over to the Javits Center, get them out of the hospital, leave that hospital as COVID-free from patients with COVID as you possibly can to maximize the bed space for non-COVID-related medical issues. That never happened. Instead, we have nursing homes being ordered to take patients. Likewise, the ship was there initially not to handle COVID patients, but to provide additional non-COVID hospital bed space because the city uh, uh, was being overwhelmed, according to the governor and the mayor, with COVID-19 patients. The governor begged, oh, we got more disasters coming. Please reconfigure the ship. Allow the ship to treat COVID patients. I think 100 people went on the ship, 1,000-bed ship. So we've got 4,000 beds between the ship and the Javits Center, and I don't think 10 or 12% of that capacity was utilized. And yet we have somebody complaining about all of the bursting hospitals in the city of New York, and that person would be Andrew Cuomo. So everything that the governor needed, he was given. He was given. And yet, he didn't utilize it. Now, there was something in this article, if I can just find it here for you. Uh, they were talking about the number of beds. Now, there was somebody in upstate Rensselaer County. I want to find this. This was really interesting. Let me just see if I can find this. It was very interesting. Let's see here. There was, okay, there was a nursing home in Rensselaer County that quietly disregarded Governor Cuomo's mandate that any nursing home that had bed space must accept a COVID-19 patient. Now, that was stupid, but he did it anyway. Now, this, this um, Rensselaer nursing home, like I said, violated that, man, that mandate, didn't let any COVID-19 patients into the nursing home, and they didn't have a single COVID-related death in that nursing home. Now, that is interesting to me because the governor, in an effort to cover up his incompetence, was trying to say that the reason why people in nursing homes became infected with COVID was not because of all these COVID-19 patients that he sent there by gubernatorial mandate. 
It's because the workers in the nursing homes were bringing in the infection because they were going in and out of the home, and they brought the infection to people. Here it is right now, uh, right here. Within days, Mr. Cuomo's team approved an order from the state's health department which said nursing homes couldn't refuse to admit patients simply because they had tested positive. The order would become one of the most controversial decisions of the response. Health Department spokesman Jill Montag said it was a decision, quote, made on the merits by the public health experts at the DOH and following Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services and CDC guidelines. CMS and CDC guidance at the time said nursing homes could accept residents who had been diagnosed with COVID if they could follow necessary precautions to prevent transmission. Okay, if you had no place else to put them, and I guess you had no choice, it was either put them in a nursing home or let them all die at home, uh, maybe it might have been the time to reach that decision. But that didn't have to be done. We had 4,000 beds in the city of New York, 3,000 in the Javits Center, and 1,000 on the ship, and they were never utilized. Don't tell me you had to send all these people to nursing homes. Now, nursing home operators, it says here in the article, immediately objected, saying it would introduce the virus into their facilities. Some ignored the order, including a nursing home in upstate Rensselaer County that refused to accept COVID-positive patients from hospitals. The county-run home, now this was a county-run home, not a private home, with 362 beds, recorded no deaths from the virus, said Rensselaer County Executive Steve McLaughlin, and he said, we didn't advertise that to the state because I know how vindictive Cuomo is, and he would have tried to force the issue. Well, kudos to you, Mr. McLaughlin. You saved the life of I don't know how many people in that nursing home, potentially all 362, by defying this dictatorial fool that sits in Albany. In response to this, Richard, as a party, a senior advisor to Mr. Cuomo, said the state would have considered any science-based concerns that Mr. McLaughlin raised. He wouldn't have considered anything because Governor Cuomo is a stubborn, stubborn Italian. Okay, I would say Guinea, but my, uh, my grandfather might object to that from the great beyond, even though I'm Italian, so I could probably say it and not be accused of prejudice. But he is a thick gabadost. As we say in Italian, he's thick. He has, is as dumb and as benighted as his steroided-out brother on CNN, Chris Cuomo. So kudos again to you, Mr. McLaughlin, for saving the lives of God knows how many by not following this misguided advice and misguided course of action from our governor. So I just wanted to give you that little update about the uh, pressure that's being brought to bear on Governor Cuomo, uh, because it's about time that accountability, the pendulum of accountability, swings in the direction that it belongs. It should swing away from President Trump. He gave this idiot everything he asked him for, and this man misused resources and made stupid decisions. Now, he wanted all the power. He wanted all the authority. Nobody gets to call it except me. So he's the one that sent people to their deaths, He's the one that's putting restaurants out of business. And now only because of economic pressure is he beginning to relent. But it's not going to be enough. 
These restaurants can't open up at 25% capacity and expect to survive. They just can't do it. And the, the restrictions they're placing on them, it's never going to work. So him and de Blasio, between the two of them, they, brought, they have brought the state to its knees. And for the governor to try and blame the president and say that he's responsible, that he can't come back to New York, that the best thing he ever did was leave, that he'd need an army. Governor Cuomo, I'm here to tell you the only person who's going to need an army to protect them if they try to walk down the streets of the city of New York is you. Because if you try to walk down the street of the city of New York past people who have lost their mother, their father, their grandmother, their grandfather to COVID-19 in a nursing home because of you, you're in danger of getting baseball batted to death. So in my opinion, friendly advice to you would be to stay home, stay in Albany where you're surrounded by the state police because it's far safer for the president to come here than it is for you to go out of your mansion. If I were you, I'd just hunker down and shelter in place. Does it sound familiar? That's what you need to do, shelter in place. Now, back to the election. I spoke about this the other day. I spoke about uh, how this whole COVID drama ties into the continued effort to try and get rid of Donald Trump and this mail-in voting. I told you why this mail-in voting is a joke. People are going about their daily lives, going to supermarkets, stores, what have you, touching things on the shelf that other people have touched. Nobody's running around cleaning them after different shoppers are touching. And yet they want you to believe that if you go to a polling place touching a ballot that nobody's touched, your health is somehow compromised we're all going to die. This is all to facilitate fraudulent mail-in votes. We all know this. We know this. So once again, I'm going to reiterate. I'm going to keep reiterating, reiterating it Excuse me. before I sign off on every show. You've got to get out there, and you've got to vote, and you've got to vote in big, 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 big numbers on Election Day. If you need a ballot, you really can't make it for reasons you're going to be out of state or you're really infirmed, request an absentee ballot and make sure that absentee ballot is counted. I know people that have requested absentee ballots and are going to go vote anyway because they want to see if they're not going to be allowed to vote or if they're going to be allowed to vote. Because if they're going to be allowed to vote, then the question becomes, what happened to their absentee ballot? Wasn't it counted? Or are you allowing double voting? It's going to be very interesting. That's why I think the best insurance policy against having this election stolen from us by these leftists that want to turn this into a socialist country and then a communist country is for people that support the president to come out in droves on election day and actually cast a physical ballot in a polling place. That's the clearest message you can send. That is the best insurance policy against fraudulent elections. We've got to come up with such a majority that nobody, nobody questions the president's victory. Because I'm telling you right now, we're going to be in a world of hurt if people like Kamala Harris are running the country. Because we all know that Sleepy Joe isn't running anything because he doesn't even know where he is. Half the time, I don't think he knows who he is. But Kamala Harris knows who she is. And more importantly, we know what she is. She's a racist. She's a leftist. And all she wants to do is knock this country down to size. Because like so many others in her party, she thinks this country is illegitimate, was ill-founded, and has no business occupying the stature that it does in the world today. And to that end, they're trying to come up with a new 
uh, revisionist sort of history of America, which they're going to try to peddle in our public schools. I'm on guard for it. If it's, if it's done in my son's school, I'm going to be the one that's squealing the loudest. I just want to bring you up to date. The pendulum is turning. People who are responsible for this at the state levels are starting to feel the heat, and no one needs to feel that heat more than Governor Cuomo and Mayor Bill de Blasio. So please, once again, join our new Facebook page. Recall, investigate, and prosecute Governor Andrew Cuomo and Mayor Bill de Blasio. We want to get this movement going. Once we get enough people, we're going to start uh, putting together demonstrations to get these people out of office. If we can do it prior to the election, so be it. But it all depends how quickly the group grows. We need strength in numbers. We need a lot of people. Maybe we'll go right to Albany. Because after all, Governor Cuomo, we want you to hear us. And uh, because of your incompetence, for your own safety, you need to shelter in place. For National Preview Online, I'm Jamie Dury.